This podcast does contain spoilers, so if you're okay with that, listen on. If not, pause the podcast, go watch the movie we're about to talk about, and come on back. Hell yeah. That doesn't even need to make the podcast, I just wanted to say that. Alright, sweet. Excuse me. Brian, uh, over here. Hey. Pardon me, pardon me. Why don't you have the popcorn? It's starting! Woo! <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Shut up. Shut up and listen to the podcast. Hey! There's a lot out there to see. This is what we watched. So let's let's maybe just jump right into it. So welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is what we watched. It's a podcast about movies and TV and life and furniture and planting. Uh, there's a lot of tree talk. Of course, you know, the, uh, we don't want to rule out any roadkill uh, that we discuss or... or <laughs> Uh, obviously, and then football, of course, which is uh, which is the main thing we do here, is we discuss our fantasy lineups, and um, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't don't worry, everybody. That's uh, that that is not Matt. Uh, you are not going crazy. Well, you might be going crazy, but you're not going uh, insane in in the terms of uh, what you hear is different than what you normally hear on this show. Uh, so Matt's on vacation for the next couple weeks, so. Uh, I thought instead of taking a vacation myself, at least from the podcast, I'd invite one of my very close friends, Ryan Kissler, on. Ryan, thank you very much for for joining us. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, calm, calm down. All the applause needs to stop, die down just a little bit. We got we got lots to talk about. Yep. All my fans are probably listening in. Yeah, they better be. All, God damn all it. two of them. Uh, <laughs> that's like double our listenership. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so the Golden Globes have already happened. Critics' Choice, as of when we're recording, uh, they happen tomorrow. Uh, by the time this comes out, I'm sure that they'll have already happened, and that well, they will already have happened, and then we'll be looking onto the next awards race. Uh, Ryan, this is the first time that I'm paying really close attention to the to the whole race, whereas I feel like you're always ahead of me in terms of like. <laughs> what to watch and and like what what what's being talked about at least as far as awards go it's really um, funny because i feel like we have a good partnership going here because yeah. usually i am very on top of things yeah. and i'm keeping up with things as they're happening mm-hmm. but you are far outpacing me this year yes. and so i've kind of i've uh i've fallen off the wagon a little bit yeah. so you've you've picking up the slack Goddamn right I have, so, yeah. So, I appreciate it. Uh, absolutely, and I did it for you and you alone. Uh, it just everybody else who's enjoying what we're what we're talking about, and then my knowledge that I can impart. That's just that's a secondary product. It absolutely is for you. So, um, so did you get a chance to watch the Globes last week? I know uh, you've been a little busy with work and and with uh, other personal stuff. So, did you get a chance to watch the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did actually. I, oh, nice. I was able to sit down and watch the whole thing uh, Very nice. from start to finish. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, uh, I. I, I <laughs> After the uh, uh, opening monologue, I kind of went, oh, this might be a little bit uh, pushy, a little testy. We'll see kind of if mm-hmm. everyone settles down. Yeah. Um, and, and then we kind of just uh, after that. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how familiar you are with all the different award shows and just kind of the the feel, the vibe with them. But mm-hmm. the Golden Globes really is known as like 
the the party yeah. event. And so it's really funny. There's an open bar. All the celebrities are drinking. Yeah. So you really never know what to expect. <laughs> um, so that's that's always entertaining, and I always really enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah, and and that's kind of what I what I got, uh, garnered from about halfway through. Um, I can't remember exactly who won when he came up and was like, "Yeah, um, I'm very drunk because I yeah, haven't had uh, a bite to eat." <laughs> yeah, Mike. Uh, yeah, he did the White Lotus. Yeah. Yes, the White Lotus. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And uh, I, I was listening afterwards to uh, a bunch of people going, "Wow, the Globes are like back. Like we're excited to watch again." And it really kind of, uh, I guess, I don't know if they're heading in the right direction by you know trying to be more inclusive. Yes, they are. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. They, <laughs> while they're <laughs> while they're heading in the right direction by being a little bit more inclusive, I don't know if it's enough, right? Do you think that what they've done kind of makes up for the past, or do you think that there's still a lot of ground to make up in terms of inclusion and uh, bringing more people into the fold? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, there have been multiple scandals with the Golden Globes over the past couple of years, uh, mainly because of the lack of diversity right. in the membership. Right. And so they've definitely, you know, made some steps forward, whether that's enough, you know, I, I don't know that I'm the one to make that decision or not. It seems like they're heading in the right direction. Um, but it seems like they also have a lot further to go as sure. well. And so one of the things, because, you know, the Golden Globes is, that's an award show that's put on by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Mm-hmm. And these members don't have any overlap with a lot of the other awards voting bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you start thinking about the Oscars, there's not any overlap between membership there. Really? Because I didn't know that there wasn't like any overlap. I thought at least some of them would kind of, you know, be in the Academy or in SAG or DGA. As far as I know, there. well, I mean... If there is, there's very little overlap. Interesting. Um, okay. And so so that always makes Golden Globes a, not a very reliable predictor. Okay. Um, maybe just getting a pulse of kind of what people are thinking, who people might be the front runner, who they think might be the front runners at the current moment. Sure. Um, but, um, but yeah, since now that they've, you know, I believe they've almost doubled their membership, um, oh, if not really? more. Okay. And so going from like 100 to 200 something, um, something like that, I could be a little off on those numbers. But the fact that their membership has changed and diversified, mm-hmm. I feel like made, I just didn't know what to expect going into this Oscars. And looking back, it, it wasn't too crazy. Um, it seemed pretty on par for Golden Globes. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that was kind of an unknown going into it, which is which is nice because I know uh, last year also the Globes weren't televised, mm-hmm. um, and I can't remember if that was again because of the inclusion stuff, like they were trying to reshuffle everything and and yeah. So basically, NBA, N- NBC owns the the television rights okay. uh, to air the Golden Globes, and so basically NBC said you. You know, you need to fix some things before we're going to televise your award show. Okay. So. I, I don't remember the last time that I actually, like, watched the Globes, like, intensely. I think the last time was when uh, the Martian won, you know, the best uh, the best <laughs> the musical slash comedy, comedy yeah. Martian. Yeah, that yeah. one. Um, yeah, I, I remember was... there being a lot of, like, category fraud conversations yes. with Matt Damon winning that <laughs> award. So. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I mean, it a great movie, great film, absolutely, but... Um, I think that was the, the the last time that I really paid attention to that show in, in particular. And then everyone who I was talking to around that between then and now uh, kind of just came to the conclusion that Globes really don't matter. 
Um, so do you feel like, like with this year um, specifically, do you think that this is, do you think they matter at least in terms of, of the awards race, not necessarily just recognition for these films, mm-hmm. but when we're talking road to, road to the Oscars, do you think that? Absolutely. I think it absolutely matters. Is it a good predictor? Is it scientifically are the numbers connected? Does it prove anything? No, yeah. but um, I think it definitely matters. Because what it does is it gets people talking about different things. And it gives, okay. especially when you're talking about, um, you know, the director category, the acting categories, it gives those winners an opportunity to stand up and talk in front of the people who are going to be voting for the Oscars. Now, that's a really good point. That and, you made, but I didn't think about that. Yeah, even if the uh, Foreign Press Association isn't doing anything Oscar or SAG related, right, the, the next uh, chain of events. That's a really good point that everybody else is in the academy around them. Yep, exactly. And, you know, if you see somebody stand up and give a speech, you're like, oh, Michelle Yeoh, she was great. I loved how, you know, you know, she told somebody to shut up in the middle of her uh, her speech. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll probably talk about that more. But um, that like, I want to see that again. Or like, I love her so much. Like, let's let's give her the Oscar like Mm -hmm. that. I from my opinion, that that can definitely help her. As she, you know, goes to seek an Oscar. Sure. I, I, I would agree as well. Um, and then just from an, an entertainment standpoint, I thought that it was um, it was fast paced, but it wasn't like overwhelmingly like just boom, boom, boom. Um, whereas I feel like some of the uh, Academy Award shows that we've watched together, they can drag a little bit. Right. And just oh, be sure. really slow churning. But this one really kind of was was a lot faster paced. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And I thought that uh, everyone was engaged. It seemed like uh, the crowd was was mostly into it. Um, I mean, the, it, as the night progressed, everyone kind of got a little rattier, a little, a little bit more buzzed. Um, so I don't know if that helped or not. But yeah, it it definitely felt like a party. Um, yeah. And it, it, it I don't know if it felt like I didn't think I was there necessarily, but I definitely didn't. It didn't feel so detached from reality because. There were there were a ton of of very popular movies that were at least nominated. Maybe they didn't win. We'll we'll get into that here uh, real soon. But um, how do you feel about the pacing and kind of just the the show itself? Yeah. Um, overall, I mean, these award shows I think always are difficult in that you know you have so many awards that you have to hand out. Yeah. Um, but you also want to keep the show moving and you want to provide some entertainment. Yeah. Um, a lot of that falls to the host oftentimes. And one of the things that I felt uh, was a little lacking was the energy. Okay. So, I mean, he was, he was funny and had some great jokes, but not super energetic. And I think the energy was missing from the room a little bit. And I will say, I won't, I won't tell you how or who I know this, but I do have uh, some firsthand um, opinions from somebody who was in the room that, oh, really? that the energy was just not quite there and that it was, it felt a little ho-hum uh-huh. um, at times. And so. was that kind of throughout or was that, cause I, I, what I, the, one of the podcasts I was listening to the other day, um, who one of the, one of the, um, one of the hosts was at the Globes kind of said the same thing where he came out, uh, Gerard Carmichael uh, was the host by the way. Right. Um, he was, he came out a little bit before the show started and was trying to kind of get everybody in their seats and quiet it down and like, all right, let's do this. Let's, let's get ready. Um, and they were talking about how he kind of, he didn't have the prowess to really hold, 
rein in everybody who mm-hmm. is there. Right. Um, so I don't know if that if that kind of is the same same thing that you're talking about, or yeah, it's if that's... maybe yeah, it's maybe two things working in tandem. Yeah, it, it's probably the open bar and the rowdiness <laughs> of the crowd. Sure, um, and because people get up and mingle, and I think that's you know some of the celebrities I've heard in interviews say like that's one of the greatest things about this um, uh, award show is that you know I get up. I can get up and talk to people and yeah. walk around and stuff. And yeah. I think that's great. Um, but you also need somebody, you know, with um, a lot of energy and some crowd control expertise to kind of get people, you know, yeah. quieted down and yeah. paying attention and involved in the actual production of the show. I can I can see where you're coming from uh, or, or what you mean by that. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of see that that he was trying, you know, to to poke fun at certain things um but that nobody was really like he kind of lost him and once he lost him he couldn't really reel anybody back in um all right so let's maybe we should talk some some winners and maybe some non-winners because you know there there aren't losers here of course we don't we don't want to call anybody a loser for not winning but by definition if you did not win you lost you did lose <laughs> <laughs> but keep, now keep I, that in mind. what is that uh the in a lot of cases, you know, the nomination is the win. Is that what I uh, honestly what though it, it yeah, it's just an honor to be nominated. It is. Right? Um I really and, and who is that who is the presenter? She won for oh, was it White Lotus? Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, she oh. was hilarious. Oh my god. She gosh. had like a Joan Best Rivers. parts of the show. <laughs> I agree. Hand, at at the very first when when she was um which one uh, was she presenting? Yes, it was the presenting before she won uh, that I was kind of like, all right, what are you doing here? It's kind of a little bit too over the top. And then I, don't, I can't remember the exact joke or, or the, the, the way her delivery was. It, re- it got me. I was like, all right, all right, I'm on your side for like the rest of the night. And it was just she had that Joan Rivers kind of you think the joke's going one way. You think the conversation's going this, you know, and then all of a sudden it just flips. And it's I, I love that. So uh, props to her for yeah. really kind of bringing old school into this uh, mm-hmm. i thought yeah she's she is phenomenal and she's just hilarious and you're so right like she'll just say stuff and then out of nowhere like she'll just add another yeah. element to the joke and you're like yeah. oh my gosh i don't even know where that came from <laughs> exactly um, i was just, not expecting it but you know yeah you just awesome. can't you can't help but love her i agree i agree but yeah so abbott elementary uh was was one of the big big winners it won uh let me pull that up real quick so yeah, so that took home three, uh, three awards. It it uh, Tyler James Williams for performance by an actor in a supporting role. Uh, it took home uh, Quinta Brunson um, took home best actress in a, in a TV series, musical, or comedy. Um, and I didn't realize Quinta, the lead in in the show, she actually created the show. Yeah. Um, which then took home best musical or comedy TV series. Um, of, of the year beating out Wednesday, the, uh, the bear only murders in the building and hacks, um, four of which I actually have watched. And I think Abbott elementary was, was, that was my second, uh, top choice. I thought Wednesday, just because it came on with such fire. I've heard a lot of conversation about how well that's, that's done and, and inside and outside the industry, um, that, that everyone just kind of loves it a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying Abbott wasn't deserving of, of the best, uh, TV series, but, it definitely wasn't quite, in my opinion, the the best, just because it was so formulaic. Like I said, very network. Very, I mean, it's on ABC and then on to Hulu. Uh, I think it's the night after it premieres. Um, so they're still doing that TV model uh, once a week. And for that reason, is is really the only reason that I didn't think it was it was the best of the year. Mm-hmm. But so fantastic and very, very. It seemed like uh, Quinta was was humbled 
by even just being nominated, let alone taking home the most awards for TV. Yeah, and I mean, anyone who's listening to this is going to realize real quickly that I'm much more of a movie guy uh-huh. than a TV guy. So <laughs> I am a little ashamed to say there are a lot of these things I have not seen. And in the best musical uh, or comedy series, I've actually only seen one of these shows. Oh, really? Um, and it's Hacks. And I think it's amazing. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so funny because that's the one I haven't watched. Oh, <laughs> like I said, like with yep. our powers combined, yep. we are amazing. We got like, this. We've got yes. this. So I've watched one. You've watched four. This is perfect. <laughs> um, Obviously, you're, you're doing the heavy lifting. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Clearly. As usual. <laughs> um, but no, I actually had Abbott Elementary to win on this um, purely based on their Emmy win. Um, really and just the talk that i've heard about it so it was just knowing what people were talking about and i mean you know insider information is is really good unless you're doing uh business i think is the yeah that's when you don't want to do that exactly okay so exactly um and and the other one that i haven't got to yet and i was way off on this uh partially because i hadn't seen the performance but uh performance by an actor in a supporting role uh, for Blackbird went to Paul Walter Hauser. Great, great speech, you know, very, very well deserved, I'm assuming. I just, that that's one of the few that it won. Mm-hmm. Or it's uh, the only one, I believe it won, the only award. Uh, have you had a chance to see Blackbird on, on Apple? Yeah, I it's, have not. I, the, the previews look fantastic. The the teasers look great. Um, again, White Lotus, The Patients, Dahmer, and, and Pam and Tommy uh, are, are all on there as well. Uh, personally, I thought Richard Jenkins crushed it for for Dahmer, uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, playing his dad. I thought that that was um, he. I, I I love Richard Jenkins and everything he does. He always just steals the scene, in my opinion. When when he's in things, he's oh, yeah. his his deadpan is better than almost anybody's. Um, so I'm I'm excited to watch Blackbird just to see kind of compare in in, in my own mind with this. Um, but it's hard to talk about when that's the only. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only win on a handful of nominees so right. uh congrats there um did you have a chance to watch ozark at all um you know that is a show that i watched the first season of uh-huh. and i never got past that Ooh. um oh, no. i know i know um so i've been given a lot of flack for that <laughs> um I, I i think i don't know i just got impatient with it um and loved the cast um and the story I thought was interesting, but really, like, the character of Ruth was mm-hmm. the only character that I was invested in yeah. at all. Yeah, um, I mean, and she really does lead the, the show. I mean, with, yeah. with, while, the, while the show revolves around uh, the family, uh, she really 100% is the, is the main focus of everything else. Yeah, and Julia Garner does just such an incredible job. I mean, obviously, she's been recognized. Yes. Um, with multiple awards for yes. that role. Um, and Very I just, well deserved. Definitely my favorite part of the show of, well, the part that I watched the first <laughs> season. Um, and I'm, I can't remember exactly what happened. I got, I started watching something else or mm-hmm. something else came up or I wanted to as, as prioritize it does. something else on my list, I guess. I don't know. Or I <laughs> but, felt but, like watching something but else. You, exactly. You gave it the college try, right? You, you got through yeah. a, a season. I recommend if you have time, uh, check it out. I, I definitely see what you're, or where you're coming from with it's it, the pacing can be very slow. Um, the story kind of comes at you at, at random times where it feels like they're trying to do things you don't expect, which doesn't always service the story or the characters. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a mental gymnastics to kind of follow along with, all right, that sounds like something that would plausibly happen or logically yeah, in, in this situation. I think that they would, this set of characters would do a, B or C. Um, 
But yeah, Julia Garner crushes it every time, every time, every season. So uh, props to her. Um, I, I have not watched the, any of The Crown um, or, uh, like we said, Hacks. Um, and then Abbott Elementary taking the other two um, nominees in this particular slot, I thought were, were pretty telling of how everything went. So I was a little surprised when Julia Garner won. Again, not, not deserved, but just um, a little surprising. Did you watch Dahmer? Mm-mm. No, no uh, I miss that one. That one yeah. looks really interesting. It's though. very intense. Looks it's, pretty dark. It's very, I mean, very... subject matter obviously <laughs> going to be dark. Absolutely. Uh, Evan Peters takes it to a whole other level, and he's so phenomenal in everything he does. So I am not surprised. By not that. at all. Not at all. I think I think his his debut was in, or at least his major debut was in um, American Horror Story. Thank you. Yes, his is, and I don't know if that was his like major. De- I think it was his major debut. Maybe not the first thing he's done, but the first major thing. Yeah, that might have been like his big break moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and really put him through him on the scene uh, again. I thought absolutely well deserved for him. Um, highly recommend Dahmer. Um, I, I understand the contra- controversy surrounding it. Of let's not continue to um, kind of reward these these you know heinous crimes for happening with mm-hmm. their own TV shows. But kind of getting, you know, into the mind of Dahmer and, and uh, watching another human being transform into this into this monster. There's just something so captivating about it that I, I, I almost want to you know push back just because that it's so fun to watch that happen. Yeah. I just wish it was more fiction and not based on true events. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that adds a, a different element to it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then we talked about Jennifer Coolidge, uh, her, her win for, for The White Lotus. Something that I'm very excited for. Uh, Aubrey Plaza, I, I've heard a lot. She's also kind of trying to make a push as well. But uh, did you did you happen to see Emily the Criminal or the other movie that she did this year? No, I didn't. But I do think it is very interesting. I think this is where you're going. But just her journey or her transition from having a career based solely on comedy mm-hmm. to these more dramatic performances. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's, it's always interesting when actors do that. Um, and can make that jump, not, not just successfully, but like really, really bring you along with, with everything. Cause I, you know, Jim Carrey, I don't want to say tried and failed to do, but you know, with the number 23 and with um, Eternal Sunshine, I think that that was one of his best, one of the best dramatic roles, period. Um, Adam Sandler's another one, not mm-hmm. necessarily in this, in this awards race, which I think is a shame because he's been trying to break in uh, so long. Do you think that there's anything that that Aubrey Plaza is doing differently that has has gotten her into these more dramatic dramatic roles in a in a more positive way than some of the other comics. Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, Thank you. I try. <laughs> um, I I don't know that I have a good answer to that. I think it. I think a lot of it has to do with choosing the roles, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I think some people are probably better at that sure. being able to tell what they're jumping into um and so yeah i think i think her position as being a very successful comedic actor has been maybe gives her you know a leg up on maybe some other people who are trying to make that transition i mean obviously the the giant movie stars you mentioned yeah would have the same leg up but yeah um, i mean you would think for sure and and yet it seems like because they're maybe because they're so big and so known for right what you know, the pigeonhole that they've been stuffed mm-hmm. into and maybe that's why it's harder for them them to break out whereas Aubrey was more uh, while, while always again stealing the scene it felt like in um, in Parks and Rec and mm-hmm. and a few other things like 
but she was a little bit smaller of, of a role, right? She's a little bit uh, lower down on, on the totem pole. So. Right, yeah. You actually make an excellent point. I wonder, you know, I wonder if there's some study that's been done or could be done about, like, the time in somebody's career when they make a transition like that. Yeah. Um, and so to cur- kind of reinvent the roles yes. and the type of actor that they are. Yeah, exactly. And and I hear all the time that, you know, people don't want to play the same thing over and over and over. And I liken that to, uh, you know, your favorite band trying a different sound, you know, mm-hmm. going in a different direction. It's not that they're always going to be doing that and they can't go back. But, you know, it's it's good to try and see, hey, I want to do something completely different. And if maybe it doesn't, you know, uh, work out so well, okay. But at least I, I give anybody who, who tries to branch out into something maybe even they're uncomfortable with or, or um, that they're not maybe known for that. Uh, I always give them props for that. So um, we'll just uh, keep... Uh, burning through the uh, the TV shows because there's so many good ones, like Kevin Costner winning for Yellowstone. Um, I don't know that anybody who I who I <laughs> mentioned that that title to or that word even Yellowstone. Uh, I don't know that that anybody doesn't go. Oh, it's so fantastic! It's just another one of those that caught fire with a lot of people, and I haven't made the time to watch it yet. I know. I actually I think we have the first season sitting right over oh, do there you really? on DVD. No way. That is still a thing, That by is the way. still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even weirder. Yes, it's still a thing, A, but it's, it's. I feel like it's more rare for the TV shows yeah. than anything else. The funny thing is I have not watched it yet. Oh though. my God, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, keeping with tradition. Yeah. Did you, was, was it gifted or did you like set out to, to buy it and then just set it aside? I'll get to it later. Yeah, we're borrowing it from my husband's family ah, right now. Nice. So. <laughs> oh, even better because you can pay for it. Yep, which exactly. is so which is exactly what, you know, makes me always go, never mind. It's it's from family. They'll get it back when they get it back. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. His dad and sister watched it apparently and absolutely loved it and yeah. told us we had to watch it. So they yeah. let us borrow it. Yeah. My, my mom's the same. It. She's like, it's it's just fantastic. You have to watch it. Have to watch it. It's so gripping. And yeah. then they, they spun off into the what is it, 1873 or. Yeah. They've got a new spinoff series. Yeah. For it now. Yeah. yeah. So it's clearly crazy. this is a franchise that is going somewhere. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you where because, <laughs> but somewhere. Um, congrats to them. But that's pretty much all I, <laughs> all I have to say on that one. So let's switch over to the uh, motion pictures real quick, and let's let's talk some uh, some things that I have been very excited to talk about. Um, I think that this year has as was one of the strongest years for film in in a long time and i feel like i say that almost every year but this one in particular and i think personally and i i'd like to get your thoughts on this as well i think it's because of the pandemic because during lockdown i you know so many writers so many directors so many filmmakers were not doing anything so they were forced to create or you know make a passion project or, or start doing something they were really really interested in and had also a lot of time then on their hands to kind of uh, mold whatever story they were trying to tell. Right. And then they, they go and shoot it and make it and edit it. And it comes out in, in, in 2022, uh, puts a, you know, lines up exactly with that kind of timeline. I just think that this is such a, a, a close race as far as the top, the top films because of that reason, uh, more than, more than most years. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could see that. I think, yeah, there definitely were some quality films and I, I think the whole, popular film versus you know art house or indie film you know is an interesting conversation um but uh but yeah there do seem to be several top contenders and there's no real clear hmm, 
I could maybe argue for a couple, but <laughs> no super clear. Like in previous years, there have been clear front runners at this point in the race right. uh, for the Oscars. And there's still several films, probably at least four, that I could realistically be like, yes, this one could very well win yeah. Best Picture. At yeah. The oh, absolutely. At this point, I feel like at least four, if not more. Um, and it's and it's going to come down to, I would say, probably come down, you know, to a to a photo finish because <laughs> I use that pun slightly intended there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just yeah, the, the the amount of of fantastic performances in the amount, and not even just for Best Picture, but for for actor actress supporting everything is just so well crafted, so meticulously thought out, and so well polished. Um, it's just been a fun a fun couple of months and you know of course everything comes out towards the end of the year right uh, matt and i were talking a little bit uh about well you know it, we, we we went over the last um the year in in movies and, and our top 10 we whittled it down um as obviously you and everybody else heard on, on the on the previous episode um, oh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> we uh he was talking he, he was saying well no a, a lot of your not, um best uh a lot of your top 10 is only because they came out so recently. So they're in the forefront of your mind. And I didn't, and I kind of brushed it aside, but I've been thinking about, well, not, not necessarily just because they came out recently, but uh, you know, it's done by design. Mm -hmm. So when you want to try and win an award, you kind of shove it towards the back end of the year so that it's fresh in, in voters minds and everybody else's minds. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that a movie can't come out like everything ever all at once came out. What may March, April, yeah, May, something around that year, yeah. very, very, you know, early in the in the year especially when we're talking awards um uh race it's just uh everything that has come out recently is so you know right yeah and that's been the whole question since everything everywhere um all at once came out is you know when it came out and everyone was talking about it because literally everyone was talking about it yeah. um and it has so many strengths to it it's such a great film but but the question was, are they going to run out of steam before award season? Are right. they going to make it that long? Are, are people still going to be talking about it? Right. right. Um, but, I mean, if you think back just one year ago, CODA came out earlier in the year. True. And True. it ended up, it. I mean, nobody was talking about it at first. And it really like, came on strong at the very end. And why do you think that that is? Do you think that it uh, was just a really well done PR push or do you think that it it's just again something something lingers or something sticks in your mind or do you think it's a, a little bit more of all right it's award season so we're gonna send everything we have all of our people to every award show possible and get yeah. you know people talking about it again uh with Coda I think it was two different things okay. I think it was a PR push and using you know the the cast um because it's great cast super lovable cast um, making sure that they were, you know, on the awards circuit, um, yeah. getting exposure. Um, so it's partly that, but I also think that it was just the context, the year that we had all had, mm -hmm. and we were all looking, including the Academy voters, were looking for something uplifting. Okay. Wanted something that felt good. Yeah. And a lot of the other front runners from last year were not feel-good movies. And right. so there wasn't another feel-good, outstanding film that had come out more recently, I think, to really to, to get get some of those votes or to get okay. some of that attention. 
So I think it just kind of filled filled a gap that was that was present. Yeah. Um, and I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying that to to put the film down or anything because sure. I think I think it was a great film and I think it uh, it has a lot of positives to it. It was well done, um, and obviously enough people thought that that it won an Oscar for yeah, best I mean, best film. So exactly, can't argue with that. And for supporting, right? Supporting actor, yeah, um, Troy Kotzer, uh, last won year, for best supporting last year. Unfortunately, now now we haven't mentioned uh, Ryan. You host an Oscar party every year annually. Uh, how long has that been going on? Do you remember when oh, the first gosh. one was? Five, six, at least years, right? Probably, yeah. Because yeah, I think the first one was either twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. Yeah, that sounds about um, right. Sounds about right. And I think the only one I've missed was 2020. Yeah. Um, and then last year. Well, we didn't have one in 2020. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. You didn't have the party. That's that. So that's fair. Um, yeah. But then last year was was one of the the first years where I really didn't see anything. Uh, so I didn't have a whole lot to talk about or a whole lot of knowledge or, uh, of know how. So I really appreciate your insight on CODIS uh, specifically because I've heard just such wonderful things. And it really... Uh, it really seems like such a, a fantastic feel good, maybe sounds a little derogatory, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this, this powerful family drama yeah. that actually makes people feel better about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. The emotional element was definitely there for that film. I personally was rooting for The Power of the Dog. Yeah. Uh, last year. I thought that was a better crafted film. OK. Um, it was nominated for a lot more technical categories. It was just it blew my mind yeah. just how that film just happens. Yeah. Um, and just the, the story, the, uh, the cinematography, just uh, the acting is phenomenal, like everything about that. So I will be very transparent and like, that's the one I was rooting for. And that's the one I thought would win. <laughs> that's the one that everybody um, it, it seemed like thought was going to win as well. Like that to me sounded like the front yeah. runner from everything I had, I had listened to. And yeah. Um, and I think, I think it's a good lesson, you know, to, to learn and to realize that these awards aren't given out in a vacuum. Yeah. That there yeah. is a societal context that's, that's happening around that's us really good that point. is, you know, affecting the decisions and the choices that people make. And sometimes it's like, you know, back to like when we were talking about TV shows, mm-hmm. sometimes I just feel like watching something else or yes. sometimes like I just this is what my heart is feeling. And and, and that and uh, that I think is why it's so subjective in when we're talking about best picture, best something is, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to make one person feel one way and it's going to make another person feel maybe the complete opposite way. Oh, yeah. um, and that's not only OK, but I think art. that that's exactly. Yeah. But I think that that's necessary for the conversation. Um which I think, you know, Coda kind of did as well, was create more of a conversation than throwing everything like maybe what Power of the Dog had was, all right, we're, you know, it's so, so well-crafted and top and, you know, top of the line kind of thing. But it's expected of something like that, whereas, you know, something that, that was in independent film like Coda came out and really, you know, put all its eggs in one basket and really just uh, blew people's minds in, in that special way. Um yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, it was able to touch people in a way that was very meaningful, yeah. and that yeah. that can be a very powerful thing. It so. really can be, absolutely. Um, so let's let's flash forward to twenty twenty two these these past ones. Um, so yeah, so let's talk score and song. Luckily, with with song and best original song, you don't have to listen or you don't have to see the, all of the movie to just listen to the one song. Yeah, obviously, then it will impact you and in, in your the way that it touches you differently. Um, but I was shocked that not to not to one that was my i'll tell you 100 that was my personal favorite i wanted that one to win more than anything 
and I had I was not uh, counting on that one to be what uh, RRR won, and I'm so happy that 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 actually did win. Uh, but I thought they were going to give it to Top Gun. I thought they were going to give it to Gaga, hands down. Ah, uh, see, I had Lift Me Up by Rihanna. That was my second choice. I, uh, yeah, that was my I second. Just, I had no doubt in my mind that that was going to be the winner. Mm-hmm. And I think, first of all, it's Rihanna. Sure. Um, and so, um, always got to go with Rihanna. Um, <laughs> I mean, but maybe also not. <laughs> just the the emotional element. And and um, it's true, you don't have to see the movie to hear the song, but like when the song is played in the movie, that's such mm-hmm. an emotional moment mm-hmm. in the movie and such a big, kind of a big ending to the movie yeah. that it just felt, and just the way it really felt like it was honoring Chadwick Boseman and his legacy and everything. I thought just all these combined, I'm like, how is this not the winner? Right, right. Um, I, now, I don't remember, because um, I only saw Black uh, Wakanda Forever once. Do you know if if Lift Me Up was in the movie? Because I thought it was just during the credits. I thought that that was the only time it popped up, which I thought was a great placement of it, but I don't remember hearing it before that. Yeah, it played at the end of the movie, yeah. and... I can't remember if it was like the mid credit scene. I think it was the mid credit scene. I, it might be the very last scene of before yeah. the credits start playing. Yeah. I honestly can't remember. But it, it was the moment where you realize, are, are we spoiling things here or not? No, yeah, Where absolutely. you realize absolutely the big thing are. at the end where... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, where the kid is uh, Black Panther's son. Yes. It's, yeah. it's in that moment that that song is playing. Oh, okay. And okay, so, yeah. And that, uh, okay, so that makes sense. And, and, and absolutely, like you said, that's a perfect placement of where to put lift me up i mean mm-hmm. just the title of the song the the emotion of it the scene surrounding it and then um the the content of the song itself i thought you're absolutely right was was one of the best uh placements whereas uh chow papa was you know a musical or a, a song in pretty much a musical um i haven't seen uh, where the crowd had sing yet but carolina i assume was more of just like overall encompassing of what that the themes are um and Natu Natu was just thrown in. It's it's one of those, RRR is one of those weird, strange, foreign, Tollywood. I'll say Tollywood because it comes out of uh, Telugu. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I pronounce that region's name right. I couldn't help you there. South India. <laughs> uh, south of south of Bollywood. Um, yeah, and I mean, I haven't seen RRR yet, um, oh, so, so I can't speak fun. to that. I'm hoping maybe having time to tomorrow to watch that because it is on the top of my list it's been on my list for a while yeah that one is that one is it's if you can if you can uh swallow the three hour runtime like you, uh, you do with babylon and avatar it's it, and just kind of turn your brain off for a little bit and just go along with it it's a lot of fun it's yeah a lot but of fun. I, i've heard i've seen all over the place people talking about this song yes um, specifically, this song is so, so much fun so much fun to, to play and and I wish that I could have seen it like with a, a with a packed audience because I heard people were getting up and singing and dancing and like, you know, going wild while this movie was playing, but especially this song. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't mean to bounce around, but we talked no, about this do. a little bit as the Golden Globes being a predictor for like Oscar related uh-huh. stuff and um, Oscar um, nomination voting um, just started this week yeah, right after the golden globe so that's interesting timing mm-hmm. so in that way i think it could definitely it's definitely an influencer sure and so absolutely. I, I absolutely agree with you there I, I think that was great timing for rrr in general yeah um yeah and especially for 
their hopes of being nominated for best song there. Yeah, for I, something at least, because it, it's not coming out of uh, India as the, as the India's choice, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. Part of me is like, I wonder if they regret that. Just now. A, yeah, just a tiny bit. Yeah, tiny bit. So yeah, RR is definitely blown up um, recently. So. Yeah. So, um, did you have you have you had a chance to watch uh, Babylon? Did you go see that? No, I have oh, not man. watched that one yet. Maybe maybe that can be one we we see together before it leaves theaters because it's so raunchy let's just say that i've heard it's crazy it's crazy yeah very very insane uh it's a it's an ordeal that's i think the best descriptor i've found to to describe it to people is it's just be ready for an ordeal yeah well i i saw like earlier like this past fall i was reading something about it and someone was saying that you know they had seen the script and like mm. something about elephants and orgies. I'm like, well, whenever you have those two things in the same <laughs> sentence, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I, I thought uh, Justin Hurwitz, uh, his score was by far the one of the best of the year. Clearly for the Globes it was. Um, but I love Justin Hurwitz. I mean, for La La Land, for Whiplash. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm pretty sure he won for La La Land as well. Yeah. Which is was well, very he won an Oscar. Was, I don't know about Golden Globe. Okay, that's fair. I thought it was very well deserved. I think that Babylon's score is even better because I think that, that the score for Babylon, I thought that it just did such a better job of being an overarching theme of the movie, but not being the only thing about it that like La La Land and Whiplash were really about the music and about about uh Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised that uh that he won the golden globe for score um not at all that i mean he definitely has the chops um and the talent and um again i haven't seen that movie but i'm not surprised by that at all it's uh the score is the best part about it in my opinion and he did do uh whiplash so yeah he and damien chazelle are pretty much doing i mean he does almost everything that chazelle does and vice versa um because they met in college yeah, and seems to be a good partnership there. A little bit of success. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, these up-and-comers that I think have, uh, uh, you know, could potentially one day make a hit or two. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we do break news. We do have uh, hot takes, as, as the uh, kids say these days. Uh, how did you, So have you gotten a chance, and, and if not, it's totally okay because very few people make time for it, but I love reading screenplays. Have you have you had a chance to to read anything from this past year? Oh, like read screenplays? Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not a thing I do, Brandon. <laughs> it's uh, not a thing I'm most sorry. people do. It um, really isn't. No, <laughs> that's actually really interesting because I'm sure that could be fascinating. But uh, yeah, no, I've never actually taken the time to read through screenplays. And I uh, I did. I actually had to pause the globe so I could finish. Um, which one was it? I think it was. I think it was Women Talking was the one I was finishing. Uh-huh. Uh, like I paused the Globes right before they started so I could finish reading that one. So I'd be like, all right, at least I read them all. Wait, do you good. read screenplays before you see the movie? Not usually. Not usually. Oh and my so that gosh, was... that would freak me out. <laughs> well, and uh, I, I, I have done it a couple of times. So I know like the one that I remember was um, Hereditary. I read that screenplay first. So I knew when everything was coming, all of those jump scares and all of the uh, wacky, you know, um, right. decapitations yeah um <laughs> whereas for for the awards i usually leave them for to read afterwards um but so it's an it, it i wonder what how that would have changed my perception of of the uh category because tar all of them are, are wildly different yeah. um tar is very very specific um, but Todd Field, again, wrote that for himself and for Kate Blanchett. It wasn't, you know, much more than that. 
Uh, there's actually a blurb at the top of, of that uh, script that says, if you're crazy enough to actually greenlight this film, just be ready for it. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, so that one was, was very different. Um, Everything Ever All at Once was one of my favorite ones to read because um, I don't know if you know that the uh, Daniels actually originally wrote that for Jackie Chan. Jackie oh, yeah. Chan was going to be, yeah, he yeah. Was, so he was going to be the lead. Um, and, the, and it was going to be a father daughter story. And then they were mm-hmm. going to offer Michelle Yeoh the, his wife's role. And she's like, I don't want to play the, the wife that I, you know, give me the lead or nothing. Right. And so they're like, you I know love what? that. Right. I know. Uh, kind of like at the globe. You're like, do not play that music. I have a lot to say. Yeah. I love that too. Um, but she, uh, so, so they did. So they slipped, they, they, they flipped it. Um, and in the script, the, the one that I read was still with Jackie Chan as the lead. Uh, and you see elements that are literally ripped, like line by line, ripped out and replaced just with Michelle Yeoh instead of Jackie Chan. Like things they say, interactions they have, um, and situations they do. But I loved reading that one because it, it, it allowed anybody who's, you know, in, you know, interested in writing or interested in, in, in filmmaking to go, you can make that giant of a change. And not only make a, a good film, but a fantastic film and one of the best indies of all time. Yeah. So it so that was really interesting to see that shift. Um, Women talking was uh, it was a production draft. So there was there were times when it would just have like a couple of lines on one page and then there was a blank page. Hmm. It was really cool just from a technical aspect to read that one to see oh well that's how right uh, they omitted this they ripped this one out and so it's very very close to what you see um, on the screen. Yeah, Fableman's was was um, very standard, very standard. If, okay, if, you know, I could see that. What once you if, makes sense. We'll we'll get to the point where you start you know reading more and, and uh, knowing, but it's it very standard, very Spielberg, very uh, kind of what you would expect out of a textbook screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Banshees, the one that won, Banshees of Inisherin was just beautiful. Um, when I when I was in school, it you know I, I heard so many so many people. Uh, say don't write don't direct on the page you know let the actors take over don't don't give them too many emotions and that and and banshees did and it was uh, it threw, <laughs> broke all the rules it broke all the rules and it was awesome because it it felt like you, you were reading something that didn't just feel like um you know a stepping stone to the finished product you it really felt like that could have been the only thing that was released and still would have been entertaining as a read itself um, so I'm very, I, I was not shocked at all that that was the best one in my opinion for the Globes. Yeah. And I wonder, I don't know if this has anything to do with this, but Martin McDonough, he is the one who wrote and directed, yes. uh, Banshees yes. and his cast, uh, the two leading cast members, um, uh, Brendan Gleeson and, um, Colin Farrell, mm-hmm. uh, they've all worked together before. So I, I don't know. I'm just guessing here but i wonder if him knowing them so well and yeah. he has said he wrote the this movie for them oh did like, he? Okay. they were in mind when he wrote this script um and so i wonder how much that plays into that if he knows knows them well enough uh-huh. um that he he was basically directing them on stage in his head yeah. while he was writing it and that uh, very very probably is or what maybe, i would say maybe that's just his writing style or it's or very possible so i have I yeah I, I haven't read three billboards or anything else like big that he's done um so i i, I want to do that so i can then answer that kind of question for you because i would assume that when you write at least from from what i've heard when you write with a specific person in mind like a jackie chan or a michelle yo right mm-hmm. you really start to kind of go okay this is how they talk this is how they sound so yeah it's gonna you know come across a lot better but i think you're absolutely right i think you're onto something with 
it was written for these guys. If they didn't sign on, okay, but at least you're, you know, whoever whoever would have played it been like, all right, well, give me more of a, you know, uh, of a Brendan Gleeson kind of take. Like, you know, don't be him, but kind of you see where I'm coming from right, with that. Right. Um, but yeah, it it, uh, it definitely had a lot of heart with that. Uh, so I will recommend that one to you. Yeah. And I mean, it, yeah, while we're talking yeah. about screenplays, yeah. that's just that. That screenplay, I had picked that one to win um, mm-hmm. just because, I mean, it is great. Just the, and I obviously don't read through screenplays. <laughs> you don't? But just what? The, the, the dialogue and the banter and yes. just the, the words that were used in that movie were just so, at the same time, like hilarious, mm-hmm. but heartbreaking. Absolutely. Um, and Absolutely. so it was just. Ah, it was great. It was, you said it was beautiful to read, but it was like, it was beautiful to watch and listen to. Absolutely. Just the dialogue that was going on. Oh, I know. And it's so fast paced, but. As long as you can understand it. And I was going to say with an (laughs) accent. Yeah. With such, with such a a heavy accent, it was one of those where it was fast paced with an accent. And yet I felt that I was able to keep up with everything. Like nothing went too far over my head that it was too muddled or too specific to that region that you know yeah. didn't make sense over over here in america i thought that it was yeah totally agreed and i i think that uh i typically don't like watching um english spoken movies with subtitles on oh i hate um, that Can't but i this one i would be interested in doing that just to see which like vocabulary words i did miss oh okay um, yeah so because i'm sure there were a ton of irish words thrown in there yeah or it's just, just happening so fast. Sure. Like, uh, or, or like, like uh, he, he literally writes feckin', F-E-C-K-I-N. Like, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's uh, perfect. It's not just the accent. Like, you wrote this to sound like this. And I, I love that. Um, but, yeah, I'd be interested to see also what the uh, what the caption uh, writer would, would actually put down in that. Would, would he say fucking or would he say feckin'? Oh, it's got to be feckin'. It's got to be. Gotta be. It's got to be, right? Yeah. It's the heart of it. It's the heart <laughs> of the language. I agree. <laughs> Um, let's do, um, yeah, key, key winning. Uh, I was a little upset that, uh, not, not that he, that key, key a Kwan won for supporting actor. I was upset that it was the first one, second <laughs> one, second one of the night. I, I, for Angela Bassett and key, key a Kwan, the, the, the supporting roles to kick off the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those it, did come pretty early. They really did. And so I was a little upset just because they were so early that I feel like people were still kind of like not into the show yet. Not in, like we were talking, hadn't been really reeled in or were kind of, you know, absent minded maybe. Um, but it also felt like the, uh, the globes knew that they were going to win first. So they mm-hmm. was like, all right, so we're kicking off the show like this, yeah. you know, we're putting, we're putting people of, of color in front. And I'm not trying to say that they weren't well, well-deserved because they were both my top choices of for, for their individual performances, but it definitely felt a little bit more, um, Hey, look, guys, we're not, you know, we're not whitewashing everything this year. Yeah. So there was. A, yeah, I, that, uh, that I think there's a I wouldn't count that. that out. Yeah. Yeah. There was a hint um, of that. Just based on the the diversity issues that they've had in the past. That makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I will say, especially with Kiyu Kwan, that was kind of a no brainer as far as just the, the narrative. Yep. Like, um just he that is his award to lose moving forward uh, in, in um, every circuit and in every race i think absolutely you 100 yeah. percent are right and i just i love it because he like two things he is the heart of that movie oh absolutely um absolutely like you can talk about michelle yo all day long mm-hmm. and i i will i, I can <laughs> but he just he was so great and he brought just so much warmth 
to that movie. Yes. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And he deserves every ounce of um, just recognition that he is getting. But when you add on top of that, the narrative yes. of him as a child actor, uh-huh. and, you know, and being in Indiana Jones and uh-huh. then the Goonies. Uh-huh. And then not being offered a role for 30 years. Anything. Like, anything. Yeah, that's mind-blowing. Right? And and such a, a crime against what we could have had. Yeah. Because yeah, he's, he's really, obviously super talented. So, so, I mean, and he sinks into the, the roles he's he's in. Now, very limited, of course. But, I mean, it, it for everything, I, I didn't see uh, a struggling actor trying to make it back into the business. I saw... I saw a husband struggling to keep his family together and not knowing what to do. Right. I mean, he his his you know writing aside because again that was supposed to be Michelle's part. He he runs so far with it that it 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 almost felt like all right you just you do whatever you want mm-hmm. and we're just going to keep the camera rolling kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his narrative and and speaking of narratives, you know, uh, Brendan Fraser is another one. Angela Bassett's another one. Like these narratives are, are, it's a thing. Like you said, it's not in a vacuum. The, mm-hmm. These awards are not just given just because they're, they're everything is goes into it, the performance and who it is and how long they've been doing things. Um, and speaking of Angela Bassett, you know, being the first, uh, winner for a Marvel movie. Uh, I, I don't think it's first winner. I think it's first nomination. Oh, even. you think it's first nomination as yeah, well? I, I, I believe you think, I think you're right now. I, as far as the Globes and all the other ones, I'm not 100% sure, but I know if she does make a nomination for the Oscars, it will be the mm-hmm. first nomination for uh, a Marvel movie, um, which, again, is, is another fun uh, storyline. Maybe not as powerful as, as Keys or as Brendan's, but um, still one that is, is kind of incredible, just, just thinking about how, how popular and how well done those films are mm-hmm. as, as a whole. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's really great. And I actually had Jamie Lee Curtis to win. Did I thought you? she was going to win. Yeah. Um, so that being said, I was not shocked when Angela Bassett won. Um, I think, yeah, she has a lot going for her right now. Um, her role was incredible, um, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, very oh, yeah. powerful, very emotional. I think that um, in this case, like her getting the Golden Globe did flip in my head like oh, okay she is the obvious front runner for the oscar now i think um, so in my mind i think so i think you're right um and and that's take from carrie condon dolly de leon or carrie mulligan who i thought all turned mm-hmm. in fantastic pieces of work but i was very surprised when michelle williams turned in for uh lead actress and not a supporting actress because i didn't feel like she was a lead in that film so much as it was really about Sammy, right? It was really about the kid. Yeah, that's where it gets complicated. And people talk about category fraud all the time. And yep. I don't think yep. this is a legitimate case of that because you talk about, like, think about screen time. Like, sure. Sure, she's probably a lead in that. Um, and I know there are people who actually break down screen time Which so I, actors and stuff. There's I like have a not Twitter account, that far I think. just yet. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Um, but, but definitely story wise, um, obviously yeah. it was on the Gabriel LaBelle character, the. Um, Yep. And um, so and his mom played a pivotal part, obviously. Sure. But he was obviously the central character. So it's a little weird thinking of her. She was definitely As a lead, exactly. Yeah, because she was in the story, she was a supporting character. Exactly. But a in the film character. Yeah. But in the film, 
I think it could be argued she was a which leading role. Absolutely, which I think is, is exactly why she turned in for lead. However, yeah. I think that hurts her chances. I think if she turned in for supporting, she would have been my top choice and possibly could have won Best Supporting yeah, well, over Angela Bassett. Yeah, I think earlier in the year that like she was the by far front runner for Best Supporting Actress yep. for an Oscar. Yep. And what's funny is how the Oscars work is uh-huh. it doesn't matter what actors and studios like, um, you know, promote themselves as the academy will vote for you in whatever category they think you should be in oh i didn't know and that. so there have been okay. cases where actors have gone you know on tour you know saying you know i'm running for best lead whatever sure and they were actually nominated in a supporting category oh i did so. not know that that was a thing so oh, yeah so she has a chance then is what you're saying there's a chance there's a chance yeah so um, yeah i don't know it could be too late okay. by then who knows maybe um, if she would have like run that from the beginning so. i mean honestly maybe so because i haven't heard a whole lot from her but yeah angela yeah. i thought was very deserving key was like you said his to lose so um we'll uh be looking forward to more powerful performances from them let's do so non-english language uh best best motion picture for non-english language uh this is this is the one where i at the time of the globes had only seen one which was rrr um, since then, I've seen All Quiet on the Western Front and Argentina 1985, both phenomenal. Um, Close and Decision to Leave, both I've heard good things about, but, you know, again, not that much because they're they're uh, not here in, in the States, so it, it, it just doesn't receive as much attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was kind of surprised that Argentina 1985 won. Um, just, yeah, that... That was definitely unexpected for me. Yeah. I had RRR winning on this one, even though the only one I've seen is Decision to Leave. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, but definitely um, Again, RRR. The two of us, we almost make up this category. I know, right? <laughs> but, I mean, all of these ha- have been on my list mm-hmm. since at least August, September, that I need to watch these yeah. at some point, And yeah. I've just been horrible at follow through. Um but yeah, I was definitely surprised when Argentina 1985 won. Yeah, um, yeah I was which, not expecting that. Which it it kind of for me at least was it felt kind yeah. of like spotlight in 1985 Argentina. I oh, mean, okay. yeah, it, well, it obviously. Um, <laughs> but that that's kind of what it, what I likened it to when I, I was oh, oh it's very um, there's not much uh, dramatic change from what actually happened yes Mm -hmm. it may be you know pumped up here and there a little bit or we don't know exactly what was said so here's you know a little bit of fabrication but it definitely felt more of a true story that had a dramatic narrative surrounding the actual events yeah um so you know now looking back it doesn't surprise me that it won but i wonder if these five are going to be the front runners for non non English language moving forward, except for RRR, of course. Except for RRR, <laughs> you are right. I, <laughs> That's I did so forget. wild yes, that to one. me still. But... Seriously, because again, that one is the that was the biggest uh, Tollywood film and one of the biggest um, non English language, you know, films. Period that has just grossed a, a crap ton of money and now is on Netflix for everyone to enjoy. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, personally, I've heard a lot about All Quiet on the Western Front and how that has a chance, just the way people are talking about it, has a chance to be nominated in multiple categories. I, yes. Uh, same with possibly RRR. Yeah, um, yeah. Knows, I, think, I think All Quiet is, um, it's unfortunate that 1917 came out so, so recently because I feel like if, if 1917 hadn't come out, All Quiet would be one of the uh, frontrunners for Best Picture right now. Uh, it's so well done. It's so intense. It's so in your face. Um, 
And if you get a chance, if you do watch it, I recommend watching it in German with the English subtitles because, um, well, number one, I don't uh, like. I can don't, you watch it in English? Like you, you in, dubbed can, English I, or something? I don't. I don't. I didn't even realize like, that was an option. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like it. I just it doesn't feel right. Yes, yeah. you know. Say, uh, the the, the uh, actual audio syncing is something that you kind of get used to mm-hmm. uh, if you stick with that. But personally, I like hearing the emotion from the actor, regardless of of language, because you can you can still tell emotion on their faces and yeah. and from the way they speak. Yeah. Um, did you see any of the animated pictures? The ones uh, I had not seen was Puss in Boots and Inio. Um, yeah, the only one I did see was Turning Red, actually. Really? So I'm real, I told you, Brandon, this year has been rough. Okay. I'm so okay. far behind. I know. I have a you, lot of catching up to do before the Oscars. You really do. You really do. And I'm not saying that time is ticking. However, time is ticking. Uh, your words, not mine. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> I actually got a chance to see uh, uh, GDT's Pinocchio in theaters. I was the only one that day. Whoa. I know. I know. I went to a matinee and I was the only one in the theater and it was just like, how is this not bringing some because it's on Netflix. It was the same, right? It's one of those nobody's going to go see it, pay for it when they can get it for free. And I understand that. However, this is one of the ones that I loved loved seeing on the big screen. I thought the animation was yeah, stellar. And and I didn't know they were working on it for like almost a decade, I think, or even maybe longer than a decade. Oh wow, yeah, I didn't know it was that long, but yeah, yeah it, it's I heard it was it took quite a while yeah. uh, to make. But one of the things that I love almost as much as movies themselves, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe more some no, probably not more, but is the making of oh, like documentaries yes. of yes. films. And so Absolutely. this is one after I see the film, I'm very excited because I, I I'm pretty sure there's some some interesting documentaries or at least, you know, videos of yeah. behind the scenes yeah. of the making of that oh, and all the stop the motion work and like that's incredible. I eat that stuff up. Mm-hmm. Oh, like it's like it's candy. I yeah. love behind the scenes work and seeing the craft and, and whatever I can get the, the the tiny morsels I can get that that have the camera pointed in the, in the other direction. I just I love anything with that. And so to see, especially with stop motion, like you said, is just something um, that is it takes so much work. Um, one of the interviews I was listening with Guillermo del Toro said that um, if you want to change something, you have like you have to completely change the entire scene. Like if, if one if one word is different, if you want to change one phrasing, everything has to has to go. Oh man. Which just it seems so overwhelming to me. Right? Exactly. Anyone <laughs> I don't that, think uh, I'd have the patience to no, do that. Not at all. Mad respect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was my top choice. Um Yeah, another one of those that I has been on my list literally since like the January of twenty twenty two is mm-hmm. Mar- Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. Um so fun. Because that... I mean, I remember watching that viral video or like uh-huh. when that video was on YouTube uh-huh. when Jenny Slate put that out and it just like blew up. That was like an internet thing for it's, a while. And it's so weird because I didn't know that it was, I, I it stayed off of my radar for, for the entire time until this movie got announced. Yeah. I had no idea that it was, it was such a sensation. Oh, I loved it. I remember showing friends like, and this was, I mean, it had to have been like over a decade ago, I'm thinking. I don't even know. I, I'm not good at measuring time, but um, <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So when I heard this movie was coming out, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it is. It's so, it's got such a heartwarming story. It That's breaks, what I've heard. It breaks your heart multiple times. I, I, there were definitely times that I started tearing up um, just because I, I wasn't, the first time I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. Even though I kind of saw it coming, what what happens? And I again, spoil the podcast, but I won't spoil it for you. Yeah, don't spoil it for me. <laughs> it's lovely. 
I know, I know. For those of you who cannot see us, which is anyone else outside of me and Brandon, I just like put my hands over my headphones. That was, yeah. But that to, didn't to do anything ears, to yeah. plug my ears because <laughs> your microphone is feeding right into my headphones. Directly into your brain. Um, it's, uh, <sighs> even though I was kind of expecting what happens to happen, it still caught me off, off guard. And, and maybe not even off guard, but just was so powerful that it, it still is so moving. And it's, um, it's just a fun one. It's just a fun, I, I don't think it's a kid's movie, um, in the way that turning red is or puss in boots is. Um, but it definitely is a, is a family friendly, wholesome, um, endeavor. Yeah. So highly recommend that one. It was actually, uh, as far as the five go, it was my least, it was my, my last choice to win in this category. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, do you disagree that Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is the front runner and would be shocked if that did not win an Oscar. No, not one bit. Not one bit. I think that is that that's a front runner. That will I in my opinion will be nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Ooh, um, interesting take. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I think that I don't even know if that's a hot take. I think that it really has that prowess. I think that it is by far the front runner to it, it's kind of it's it, in my opinion it's the it's Pinocchio's award to lose. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio to lose. Not whatever came out with Tom. No, no, we're not talking about that one ever. Um, Isn't it funny how things like that happen where you have two different Pinocchio movies come out in the same. That happens more frequently, way more frequently, or at least subject matter or right. Maybe not the exact same um, movie, but yeah, this this take. Absolutely. I agree with you. 100% would be shocked if that didn't take it home. Yep. Um, Same. At least at this point. At this point. Exactly. Um, so what did you think of, of the acting nominee? Well, you know, let's do director first because director, then acting, and then we'll finish with pictures. Okay. I, I, I think that, uh, I was not surprised by any means that Spielberg won mm-hmm. at, at the Globes. And I think that it, he's the front runner for sure for directing just because it's Spielberg and it's a personal story. And I don't, I just don't see the Academy going with anybody else i just you know i'll be surprised very surprised i would love to see daniel kwan win i would i i personally don't think baz Luhrmann's elvis was was uh worthy enough to 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 make him a front runner in any way um not, you can't do that to baz i know and he's got <laughs> such good i just don't think that that one was was the yeah. best uh this this feels more like a pity nomination kind of like a leo nomination like you know you 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 you're you're still doing things, so you know welcome. You know you're still in the club, kind of thing, at least for this one. So I personally, I think it's between Martin McDonough and Steven Spielberg. Um, I think those are the two front runners, um, and maybe James Cameron, just because of how much he press he's been doing for Avatar. Um, but I, I I'm not surprised by yeah by this one at all. I yeah I'm not surprised by this. I think Steven Spielberg has been the front runner and continues to be the front runner um, for all the directing awards. Um, and yeah, like you said, I agree. I think there's a lot of respect in the industry there for him. Obviously, not only in the industry, but like for everyone who's ever seen a movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, when you ask somebody to name name one director, I mean, how many times is it going to be Steven Spielberg? Like, right? Pretty often. Pretty much, yeah, ninety nine percent of the time. Um, and I Our mean, own little Spielberg over here. I mean, that's right. Exactly. And it's, it's funny because I don't remember what uh, who who he. Uh, reference to in in the Fablemans, but there was that kind of thing like, oh, you think you're a little right, mm-hmm. whoever, and it's funny to see that kind of you know shift in generation, like this generation knows directing as Spielberg, 
Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I I think just the subject matter of this movie that it the fact that it was such a personal project and he poured so much of his heart into it, mm-hmm. I think just raises that even higher. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I don't I'm not convinced that this is going to be the lineup, the Oscar lineup Fair. that we see here. Um Do you who do you see not not making it? Off of the out of these five. Um oh gosh. I see Steven Spielberg and Martin McDonough making it. Sure. The other three are up in the air. Really? I would really hope the Daniels make it. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know about James Cameron. I don't know about Baz Luhrmann. I think there are others that could easily take their spots. That's fair. Um, That's that's totally fair. Um, But kind of a, yeah. Yeah. Just looking ahead real quick to the Critics' Choice, all five of these guys made it. Cameron, um, the Daniels. Steven Spielberg and um, Boz Lerman, along mm-hmm. with Martin McDonough, all uh, made it made it to the Critics' Choice Awards. Um, then you throw Damien Chazelle, Todd Field. Uh, you got uh, Sarah Pauly for Women Talking. You got Gina Prince for The Woman King. Um, RRR's director. I don't even know if I want to attempt his name. <laughs> SS uh, Rajabuli, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, which, again, I don't know if though any of those guys are necessarily going to upset or even have a chance at upsetting um, but it will be interesting to see who yeah. who does make the five. Yeah, I think uh, Todd Field is kind of a big name missing there that could be there. Um, but fair. also yeah. Joseph Kaczynski from Top Gun. Oh, yeah. Could that's be a one player that... there, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, I think Top Gun, I don't know. It's just it was so mind blowing earlier in the year to think this, but just the way things are moving. Yeah. I think the, the different Guild Awards are going to be a lot more telling mm-hmm. in this. But that Top Gun could be a big player when it gets to Oscars yeah, time. That's, yeah, that's and and I think you're right. And not even just because it's so popular and made so much money, um, but for what it did, yes, for the theaters, but for what it did for for movies surrounding, I don't know, I, I, not even sequels, but just in general. Mm-hmm. I think you you make a really good point that Kaczynski and he's been pretty silent or pretty quiet as far as I've been. Uh, surmassing that that there's not been a lot of talk around it, but I think that you uh, you make a really good point that he he could uh, I think he could upset. Yeah, and I mean there's a handful of others that you know have directed big movies that we've been talking about, but yeah, yeah I don't know. I think in general the the front runners are probably pretty obvious. All right, but, uh, but yeah, we'll cool. see. Yeah, well, guess we'll see. Um, I thought Michelle Yeoh deserves the lead actress almost or i'm sorry the uh in in motion picture comedy musical or comedy this was by far there was no one even close no one even close to to her performance in this category and so i it's going to be very interesting when we do get to the individual uh sag and dga and and then of course to the academy very interesting to see who wins between her i think it's it, it's a neck and neck race between michelle yo and kate blanchett absolutely is going to be a very uh, interesting conversation. Neither neither are less deserving than the other. I think Michelle Yeoh's story is a little bit better just because I think we have come to expect this from Kate Blanchett now, um, whereas yeah. Michelle Yeoh is almost almost more of a kind of a, a Leo award where it's like, you, how has she not won yet for everything that she's, she's turned in? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett are the two to watch yep. uh, for yep. best actress. I, yeah, I was not shocked that they both won 
the Golden Globes for comedy or musical and then for drama. Yep, not at um, all. Not, not in the least. Yep. So the it's funny. I, we had a conversation last week, I think. We were talking about movies and we were talking about uh, Tar specifically. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling you that, you know, I heard about Tar and I heard people talking about Kate Blanchett and they're like, this is the best performance of her career. And my reaction, like my gut reaction was like, uh-huh. You know, check yourself. Hold on. Like, we're talking about Kate Blanchett. She's right, amazing. Right. Like, let's not, not just throw words out there. And uh, these, these wild accusations yeah, are let's a little not get too... crazy. Um, um, but then I saw it and I was like, uh, okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, yep. That's that, why. that was pretty good. Um, hey, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. No, yeah. she was incredible. Right? Um, it, she just, her performance just blew me away. But I, you're right. There, there's something about Michelle Yeoh, the fact that she hasn't won an Oscar, the fact that she just, again, there's this narrative here around her. And even yeah. when she accepted her award, um, it was very interesting. I was reading somebody writing about uh, breaking stereotypes okay, and how... You know, she, you know, she got up there, she accepted her award, she was talking, and then, you know, as happens at award show, they start playing the music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she turned, and I think her words were, shut up, I can beat you up. Yes! And <laughs> um, <right>. it's hilarious. <laughs> and it, coming from her, it's, uh-huh. it's like, hilarious and funny. But, but she absolutely can. Especially, like, when you think of the stereotype of Asian women uh-huh. as being, you know, meek and you know just doing what they're supposed to do yeah like and and she's standing up yes yeah and she like shattered that in that moment um where she's like no no this is my moment yeah i'm taking credit for this thing (laughs) that i deserve (laughs) and i thought that was so great um and so i i I don't know how that how that will influence her chances or i think it i think it in a only in a positive way because i think everyone you know realized that she was you know while while making more of a joke out of it, also was uh, being very very. Uh, what's the word I want to use? She 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 was not making light of the situation, um, mm-hmm. even though she was she was doing it in a joking manner. Yeah, um, but she was serious. She was absolutely. She was serious. not done talking. <laughs> no, she was not. And I thought it was very interesting that that for uh, the other times they played the music, they you know increased in in volume, they increased in speed, right? They progressively got you know closer and closer to that 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 runtime. Whereas with Michelle Yeoh specifically, it started and it never the volume never increased at mm-hmm. all. I feel like they that was one of the longest playouts I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of were like, y- you should probably start to move this, wrap this up. Um, but I'm too, I'm too afraid to kick you off the stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, to, to let her have her moment uh, and, and hopefully many more to come is, was amazing. And unfortunately, Kate Blanchett wasn't there to accept. I would have liked to have hear, uh, heard her. Uh, I haven't heard of her acceptance speeches yet, but I know she's starting to get a lot of traction with like the New York film critics and uh, the Los Angeles uh, critics. We'll see what the choice awards tomorrow night. What that does, um, but yeah, th- those two uh, just just phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal performances, and I'm so very happy to to have seen both of the uh, both of those, and that we live in this kind of time where we we are turning the page to inclusion, right? To to uh, not just women, but to women of color, women women of of different descent. Um, and, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be just giving them an award because we have to, you know, hit a quota or something like it, it re- is so well deserved. Um, yeah. Yeah. What about uh, how do you how do you feel about about actor? 
because it's another one that I think is is pretty is pretty tight as far as as far as I I'm surmising and, and, and my prediction is um, Colin Farrell winning winning uh, for lead, but in a musical or comedy over just in general being a lead actor. I think it's going to be another one of those very tight races. I think Austin Butler blew me blew me away with his performance, whereas the movie itself of Elvis I thought was very subpar. Very, I, 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 I you can listen to our to our talk about it. I, I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a great fan. It was a little of, long because a little slow at times. A little bit, a little yeah. bit, and the rest of the performances weren't great. And uh, we also just kind of jumped in and in and out of his life at times where I thought it was uh, more interesting than others. Yeah. However, Awesome Butler absolutely is the most interesting and most entertaining part of that entire movie. So it's not surprising to me that he won for uh, drama. Mm-hmm. At the same time, yeah. I think I think that we flip those. Even though Banshees is more of a comedy, it's more of a dark comedy. Uh, so I think uh, Colin Farrell should have been in drama, and Butler should have been in musical. But you know, I'm not in the. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what this means moving forward, but I think that. Uh, um, Brendan Fraser, Austin Butler, and Colin Farrell are the top three, uh, in my opinion, to to move forward into the Academy voting. Yeah, and I don't know which one would be better. I think that but- Butler has a little bit more steam right now, uh, from what I'm hearing, and clearly with the win, than than Fraser. But I think Fraser's performance, and then we talk again about narrative and and comeback. Yeah, is is top shelf as well. Yeah, I think I think this is a case where it's kind of changed over time. Like you said, I think. You know, kind of starting out the award season, Brendan Fraser has had such a strong narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's been so fun to see him get this recognition. And um, and he definitely deserves it. Like his his role in The Whale is 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 great and heartbreaking and fascinating. Um, and he did such a great job uh, with that role. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think his loss at the Globes, not not winning at the Globes, should be really much of an indicator just because of his history with the Globes. Exactly. And that's um, another uh, key issue is it, it was kind of like they were damned if they do and damned if they don't. Right. 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 Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so basically, I mean, you probably it sounds like you know this already, but like the president of the Golden Globes back, I think it was in 2003, Brendan Fraser accused him of sexual misconduct mm-hmm. and it was a thing and so and then Brendan Fraser had said earlier in the year that he wasn't attending the Golden Globes no matter what right whether he was nominated or not yeah. he's no I'm not gonna do so, even though uh that president was outed a couple of years ago for similar reasons yeah for similar reasons so kind of back to what you said like damned if you do don't damned if you don't like yeah. there wasn't a good option there not really um, um so yeah so I'm not shocked that Brendan Fraser didn't win in the drama uh, actor category same same and i think uh, like we've been saying it's it's not as telling i'm very interested to see what sag i think that one is going to be the the most telling um in in terms of best actor i think that one's going to be the the indicator for for who to who to expect moving forward um but i don't, I don't remember when that one is i think that that's sometime in february uh that sounds right um but yes, yeah I, sounds about right. I, I agree austin butler colin farrell and uh brendan fraser are probably the three three top ones to to watch for me and um, just, I mean, we've talked about the others a little bit, but Colin Farrell, he, he was so great. His, so uh, haunting his, almost. his character and just everything. I, I think he just played that role so well. Yeah. So fun to watch. And he was hilarious at times and, and heartbreaking, like you said, at times. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And it, it almost didn't really feel like a, uh, didn't feel like a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Felt like they were just kind of playing 
themselves like an alternate version of themselves all of them yeah if they had lived you know in yeah makes sense that these uh where roles were written for them (laughs) exactly um and and part of that honestly goes back to the writing and and the directing um for for martin mcdonough and and his screenplay and his work and, and the way that he can bring these performances out so um, not surprised at all and, and uh, going to be an interesting race to watch as well. And so we've come to the biggest question. Who do you think is going to win Best Picture? Because <laughs> I know who I want to win and who I who I expect to win, but they are very uh, different. Um, as far as the Globes, I was expecting everything to, everything to take uh, musical or comedy. Shocked that Banshees won. Um, not undeserving like like we've been talking about, but very surprised that uh, everything did not take home that the overall achievement in in this category, mm-hmm. but not surprised. Yeah, I, similarly, I had everything uh, winning that category, yeah. but Banshees was a it was a coin flip for me. Really, it was a toss up. I, yeah. I wasn't sure which one to go with. Okay, but my heart told me everything everywhere all at once. Uh-huh. Um, that <laughs> didn't pan out, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Remember, don't go with your heart because it's going to just lead you astray. I know. I know. But apparently. Uh, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think both of those are are have a lot of steam going so. into the other awards mm-hmm. um, and especially for the Oscars. When we think about the Oscars, I think I could see, um, you know, everything everywhere all at once winning. I could see Banshees winning. Yeah. Um, and then you move to the dramatic ones, Fablemans and Tar, I think, are the top two. Uh, for sure that that would be in that in that conversation moving forward um the Fableman's obviously took home the globe um whereas i felt like tara may have been gypped a little bit on this one they may have uh, gotten snubbed just a tiny bit because maybe again it's spielberg and maybe voters didn't see um tar didn't didn't get it or you know were bored by it because it, it, that was a very long movie it was a very um, dense movie Tar was, whereas Fableman's was much more straightforward, much more, um, kind of kind of standard as far as award movies go. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, definitely not undeserving of this. I just was, uh, I, I and, and then we, I, in, in, so those are the front runners, I think. But then moving forward, I I don't see Babylon or Avatar or Elvis, um, or even Top Gun. I don't think any of those really have a chance to beat these these. Uh, powerhouses yeah i don't know i would disagree probably with okay that. um i i do agree that uh at least for me i think um everything banshees uh fablemans those are probably my top three right now okay as far as those are the ones that have the most steam um as of right now um i could see any of those winning i think the fablemans has been kind of a season long or year long yeah uh front runner yeah for very good reasons um <laughs> yes, i think that yes. movie has a lot of great qualities like technically it's done very well has a lot of heart to it i don't know how many people are super passionate about it though I, exactly because um, it it it's pretty standard, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't reach for things like tar kind of does and it doesn't, or uh, like everything does. And it doesn't kind of talk about necessarily political issues like tar kind of touches. Yeah. But um, it, it, it does kind of, it talks about movies and the, yeah. the power of movies that yeah. the power that those, uh, that, uh, art can have in general. And that, you know, the, the Spielberg character in the movie kind of finds that out, yeah. you know, as part yeah. of the story. Um, 
And I thought I thought that was pretty powerful. Um, and I think that the industry can could relate to that a lot and really appreciate that what well, he did with that movie. Absolutely, and we know that uh, the industry loves to vote for. Oh, movies yeah. about movies. Oh, yeah. Argo Ho- Hollywood and... loves nothing more than Hollywood itself. <laughs> we all know that. Of course. Of course. So, yeah, you really can't uh, rule that one out. Um, but then yeah. I, as far as like the popular ones with Glass Onion and Top Gun specifically, um, both really fun. A lot of fun to watch and to, and to enjoy and, uh, you know, very thankful for what they both were able to bring uh, to the, both yeah. the box office and, to, again, just movies in general. But I just don't think the popularity translates into what um mm-hmm. the rest of the awards you know really kind of yeah look for. and when you're talking about the oscars specifically what you have to think about just the way that people vote for the best picture mm-hmm. um they use the the runoff ballot um and i believe is a name for it i think so um i think so Sounds and right. basically what you need is a lot of consensus it needs to be a well-liked movie so any movie that has you know, any divisiveness um, probably doesn't have a good chance of winning. Okay. And so you look at movies like The Fablemans, mm-hmm. like there might not be like a very hardcore, passionate group of people about that one, but it's probably going to be in the top two, three, four for most people. Yeah. So that could get at the win right there. Um, I, you, you make a really good point that I, I kind of forgot about the uh, the runoff vote where yeah, if yeah. it's if it's on multiple ballots, it's got a lot yeah. stronger of a chance than the ones who people are. It's so polarizing that love or hate. Yeah. I think you you make a really so, good point. I'm not I'm not sure what to think about in that regard with like everything everywhere all at once because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who are really passionate about it. But I think that's a generally well liked movie as well. So I agree. so I, I I don't know um, Banshees. I don't know Tar. I feel that could be a little maybe too divisive for some folks. I, okay, that's a type of movie that is really interesting. Very well done. It's it's definitely a piece of art when it comes to filmmaking. Yes, and yes. writing um, and the topics that it explores are fascinating. But there are people that really love it, and then there are people who don't like it. Exactly, and wh- for whatever reason, if they just you know didn't touch them, they didn't interest them, yeah. it lost them at whatever point. But I think. Uh, at least as far as awards go, I th- yes, absolutely agree with you. The other thing is, yeah, everything that I hear from Todd Field is, you know, people are asking about about, well, did this actually happen, or you know, can you explain this, or you know, give me, give me a little bit, mm-hmm. and and he's taking a very backed off approach of, he's literally said, I'm not going to get in the way of your theory or of, of how it made you feel by telling you what it what it did for me, yeah, um, which I think unfortunately turns people off. Uh, to the film in general because it's he's not giving you the answer that you want. He's yeah. he's kind of doing the teacher thing of well, you tell me the answer and you know that yeah. could be right or could be wrong. But it you know I I love that personally I love that that's his answer because it allows for the conversation to continue. It allows mm-hmm. for the conversation to uh, be had about what what the intent was or who you know the the characters were or you know whatever conversation you want you want to have about it. Um, but I do think that also kind of hurts the chances of overall, like you said, it it is a little bit more divisive. Um, yeah. And back, back to your point of, um, how being nominated for a lot of different categories could influence who wins the top prize. Like, I think that is something to look for in the Oscars that typically the movies that are nominated mm -hmm. kind of across the board for Mm -hmm. a lot of things, you would think, you know, they are being supported 
by a lot of different branches of the academy. Thus, the thought is a bunch of sure. people are going to be voting for it sure. to win big awards. Um, we didn't see that pan out last year um, because I just thought by the sheer number of wow. nominations that Power of the Dog got, I was like, <laughs> well, this has got to win. Right, um, right, but exactly. But that was not the case. But it didn't didn't transition. But that's where I see Top Gun maybe coming into play a lot too, is I'm expecting it to get a lot of technical awards. I or really, not awards, uh, nominations. Yes, yes, and possibly awards as well. Possibly I awards, mean, yeah. I don't honestly see anything beating uh, Way of Water, unfortunately, as, as in the technical aspects of it. I think that that, is to, in my opinion, has got the, the at least visual effects locked up by yeah. <laughs> head and shoulders above every, everybody know. else. However, you are absolutely right that, that Top Gun's going to get a crap ton of nominations um, just it, just because every, everybody has seen it, it feels like, and everybody has fairly positive things to say about it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I would argue there's even a chance because visual effects. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's that could be sp- special effects or practical effects, or is that does I that cover both? Think that covers both. Um, I think that covers. I, both. I feel like they've changed things in the past. And, I can't and ever it, keep yeah, it, that, that's but, the one that I can't I always pin down. But that's the one thing. Like it depends. Do people want to look more at the special effects, the you know the CGI and stuff, right? Or or the visual effects, yes. special effects, whatever. Um, or the practical effects right. where I've heard, you know, Top Gun Maverick, like a lot of people are championing the effects that went into the creation of that film. Yeah. And I really don't know. So I, I could see, <laughs> yeah. I could see a world in which that has a really good chance of winning that category, which sure. is kind of crazy to think about when you look at Avatar and what James Cameron has done. Yes. And just like, oh, they are creating new technology in order to make this movie like that's pretty crazy <laughs> right exactly so it in i don't know maybe maybe it's partially pre, uh past narrative and partially just may, maybe my own bias uh leading that but you're you know you make a really good case for it obviously things are you know nothing's set in stone until the envelope is oh the correct envelope is opened <laughs> right yeah <laughs> make, make that point um <laughs> but i just don't see a popular movie uh beating out something that is almost catered to what 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 you know the academy looks for in art house movies mm-hmm. at the same time it's in the conversation and you know like you like you've said it, the more ballots it's on the better chance it has yeah. so yeah i i don't know about about popularity versus uh you know box office versus uh personal prowess or personal uh picks but it, yeah. it's it's a good it's a fun conversation to have and um Again, art subjective. So uh, all of these are gonna are gonna influence or touch people in different ways, and uh, and are gonna make people you know either rewatch or stay away from uh, for for whatever reason. But it's it's one of the closest races, at least right now, closest races that I can remember um, with having with this many films still in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I agree. I think it's still a toss up. And I, I, I would still say the Fablemans is probably the front runner in my mind. Um, I, I haven't seen enough for that to change. And that's been where my head's at pretty, for yeah, at least the pretty entire consistent. year, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, there are some films moving up for sure. Um, yeah, I think Banshees, Everything Everywhere, Fablemans, I, those are the three strongest competitors in my mind. I would agree. But I would agree. Tar, Top Gun, Elvis. Um, and Elvis is, is another one of those. All that... those, I think, uh, you should probably watch if you want to see the potential winner. <laughs> you know, I don't see Elvis yes. winning. I don't um, see Elvis winning, but, but I see uh, it again. I think it very well could be nominated. Absolutely, being in the conversation. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, should be interesting. Um, yeah, we've had a trend of having some um, international films thrown in there and some others. Um, so it'll be interesting. So I yeah. think I think there are some smaller films like All Quiet on the Western Front, um, maybe even something like Triangle of Sadness or After Sun. Not not as an international film, but um, <laughs> After Sun could be in there. That's gaining some steam. I feel like late, is, lately. Yeah, so. and and I'm, I'm really curious to know how that one is going to be received when more people actually watch that, or if that's going to be one that people in the academy just hear. You know, the more right. times they hear it, maybe they're like, oh, well, I hear it a bunch. So it's, you know, yeah. let me I'll throw that on the ballot without ever seeing it, unfortunately, because um, that one I actually watched last night oh, and nice. I'm still not sure how to feel about still it. Still processing, yet. huh? Still kind of processing. Ooh, interesting. I always but, like this. Yes, but not not kind of in the way that um, that tar made me like have to mm-hmm. sit down and like take a moment, take a, a long moment and really process everything I saw. That was more of a I don't know if I got everything that they were trying to do for me after sun kind of felt like boyhood without the kid ever growing up even though <laughs> even though there's uh you know flashes here and there of um time jumps forward in in uh, in, in the film so i don't know if if people see that that they're actually going to you know put that uh, ahead of something like top gun even yeah but i wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me yeah, I mean, with 10 slots being, you know, open for the best film category, mm-hmm. you kind of never know what those, like, kind of 8 through 10 yeah. slots are going to be filled with. It's, yeah. it's kind of a surprise some years. Um, so always exciting. But I, yeah. I think we've discussed the the front runners and I agree. really named the ones that I think have the ability to win at the end of the day. 100%. So. 100%. Um, I think that's going to just about wrap it up for the uh, the first awards show here on What We Watched. Um Ryan, thank you so very much for for sitting down with me. Um, yeah, you bet. Yeah, it's been I, so much fun. It really has been. Uh, you know, you know, I love talking movies. You know, I love uh, your opinion on things. I really uh, trust what you say a lot of times. I kind of <laughs> lean on you <laughs> for things I, I haven't seen. I don't know if that's seen. great, but um, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you tend to be you tend to be right at the at the end of the day at the end of the uh, award cycle. You tend to be um, in the know. So uh, I'm excited to see where where we are in a month or two and. Uh, yeah, see if we see if we have the same opinions on everything. Um, <laughs> well, is yeah. There, is, I, is there anything that's uh, coming out uh, that you're really in, in looking forward to seeing that isn't necessarily an awards contender? Um, I wouldn't. Oh gosh, um, I don't know about that as much as there are several films that I've missed that I'm very anxious to see. A lot of those being the international films. Okay, um, and so. Yeah, nothing that we haven't talked about that comes to mind. But uh, like I said, I'm a little behind on a lot of these. But yeah, no, yeah. it's been so fun. And, you know, I, I, I just love movies. I like watching them. And mm-hmm. I like talking about them. That's what we do here on the on uh, what we watch. So, uh, Ryan, you're always welcome back anytime. Uh, maybe uh, we can figure out a time for the three of us to, to sit down and chat together. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Or maybe maybe we just kick kick uh, Matt out since he decided to take a vacation. Well, like a, like a who takes vacations? Come <laughs> How on, dare now. he? Right, <sighs> relaxing and everything. So yeah. we'll see if he uh, has a spot <laughs> when he comes back. But uh, Matt, don't edit out all my parts, please. <laughs> You're great. Just me, it's just me monologuing for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt's like this guy's never coming on He's here. He's never, never trying to kick me out. <laughs>